Episode 45 of the Mars Hill Sports Podcast is here. Luke, it's great to be back, isn't it? It's always good to be back. Yeah, shout out Mario Balotelli, by the way. Yeah, we will be talking a little bit about Mario Balotelli in our serial rankings, where we have our top three Mario Balotelli moments, good and bad. I'd say. And outrageous. I would say good and outrageous. It's not bad. Iconic. It is iconic. Yeah. He's iconic. Yeah. Forever iconic. So, anyways, uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in a second. First things first, if you guys want, check out the timestamps. We have uh, our interview with Peter Wokel on this episode. We talked just a pretty brief roundup. Well, actually, it's not very brief. No. Uh, <laughs> an hour-long roundup of what's going on in the NBA right now. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I guess that's uh, that's all I got to say on that. Make sure you check out episode 44 where Luke and I opened up a little bit on our opinion of what is going on in the United States, NBA player protests, followed by NHL player protests, the, the, the whole thing. Yeah. So uh, it's a brief episode mm-hmm. and just our statements on this matter. Yeah. Uh, some things are bigger than sports, and we decided that Definitely. it was time to discuss this matter. Yeah. So, what's your worst of the week, man? I don't have anything, so just you. Yeah, this is this is really brief. It happened last night, and needless to say, I'm a bit embarrassed. But I was excited. just I was just driving um, back to campus to to see my girlfriend. Shout out to Emma Dreger. And um, I just blew through a stop sign, and this lady walking her two dogs was like, "Hey, that's a stop sign!" <laughs> and I didn't. Where know was it. this stop sign? It was so I live on. Well, I can't really give out my address. But, don't like. Don't give out that. But it You're was gonna have just, people killing it was you on, after your it was Miami on, Heat take. It was on two eleventh and eighty third Avenue. So there's a stop sign there, but it's like a pretty like main road. So, and it's very you wide. You didn't expect so, it. No, I didn't expect it. Plus, the stop sign's like all the way and on the side. New place you're trying to get used exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. I decided to try and take a shortcut, yeah. and it bit me in the butt. And uh-huh. the, yeah, this lady, this socially conscious lady, um, realized that she had a sixth sense and spotted me and yelled, Hey! Hey! That's a stop sign! <laughs> and so I, and I slowed down in the middle of the intersection, and I just. Said in my most Canadian accent, I could, sorry. <laughs> what? Oh my god. And goodness. then I just drove off. So it's pretty, pretty simple. Pretty, never, um. Never changed, Luke. Non eventful. I'm really grateful that there's no cars coming, though. So. Yeah, that's totally fair. Yeah. It tripped me up, though, because I definitely thought there was no stop sign. Yeah. But. That's fair. Yeah. When the VPD listens to this podcast, they're going to finally say, we got him. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We got him. So. so that's your worst of the week, right? That's probably stop my worst. Sign and yeah. that lady calling you out for it. Yeah. Rightfully so, to yeah. a certain degree, but... I deserve that. I deserve a lot of things, so... Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Oh, well. Well, I don't have the worst of the week. It's been a great week. Happy to be back on campus. Yeah. It is slow week. Mars Hill. Some exciting things mm-hmm. coming up this year. Yeah. So stay tuned. First issue, A World of Color is going to be releasing on September 23rd. We will see you there yeah. on our online <laughs> issue. <laughs> yeah. Not the same people. We are not uh, having print issues this year. It doesn't look like that is in the cards for a variety of reasons. 
and I don't even feel like I have to explain it. So we're going to jump into our serial rankings. Let's do Top it. three Mario Balotelli moments. Who do you want me to start? Do you want you, you, do you want to start? Um, I can start. Okay, yeah, let's, start. let's yeah. hear it. Uh, so I took a, an approach of in-game moments. Right. Moments that I can remember. Um, and not stuff that like happened off the field, even though... Which is spectacular yeah. either way. Oh, yeah, exactly. And I would definitely argue what how, what he does off the field is definitely more iconic than what he's done on the field. Yep. Um, but Unfortunately, because he was disgustingly talented, yeah. he kind of just fizzled yeah. out a little. Tons of potential on the older FIFA games. So yep. if you play a career mode like me, then... FIFA if, 13, he yeah. got to like 92 overall Exactly. Time. Yeah. If you know, you know. Um, but needless to say, at number three, I have, I titled it, The Trick Shot Gone Wrong. And it was the, <laughs> it was the exhibition match against Man City versus um, LA Galaxy. And I forget who sent him out, who sent him in on goal. Mario Balotelli's just come, breaking through on goal, tons of space, is on a breakaway. He even has an attacker right next to him. And inside, he doesn't pass it into the net. He doesn't take a rifling shot. Rather, instead, he decides to do a trick shot and he tries to do like a spinorama roulette and try and, you know, do a fancy footwork <laughs> trick shot. It's exactly net. what he would do on a simple play. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he misses badly. The ball just like P rolls slowly out. The goalie just is just staring at the ball, letting it go out. And right at that moment, Roberto Mancini, the manager of Man City, immediately yeah. starts like. Freaking like, out! Freaking out! He and didn't. He didn't. He was not a big Mario fan. No, Super and he Mario. just pulls him out right away, and rightfully so. However, it was a very good chuckle, and it still made me laugh. Iconic Mario. Yeah. The amount of memes that came out of that moment are just insurmountable. Yeah. So yeah, my first moment is a part of the crazy, more crazier things. Um, Mario Balotelli in December 2011 on the eve of a Manchester derby had a mock sword fight at an Indian restaurant. <laughs> what kind of swords? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Balotelli and his friend took some rolling pins from a curry house and had a sword <laughs> fight with them. I wonder how like this sword fight actually did end up. Like, yeah. I wonder if it was actually like they were going at it. That would be kind of hype. Yeah. But less than 12 hours later, Balotelli goes on. And scores how many? One, two goals in a 6-1 oh game my against Manu. Of course. Wow. I feel like if managers just let this guy do his thing, maybe like have like a little leash on him. Yeah. Maybe he would have scored two goals a game. Okay. Yeah. How about that? So that is my number three. I'll go on to number two. We'll, we'll snake draft this. How about that? Oh, actually, my number two actually segues perfectly. Okay, you do it. So, in that 6-1 victory against Man United, which I am a fan of, a big fan of, Mario Balotelli lifts up his shirt and reveals a why always me. A very confusing statement, but still pretty iconic, and I just loved it, how it just had why always me on the front. I don't know if he's trying to point himself out or what, but I thought it was just one of the most iconic moments of his career, and the fact that it was in that 6-1 thrashing of United, which um, I'd rather not talk about, but I would love to talk about how Mario Balotelli just lifted up his shirt where it was revealed that he, it said, why always me underneath? Just a very iconic goal where he played really well that match, scored a brace against us. So that, yeah, 
That's my number two. Oh, there you go. I love it. My number two is just an overall encapsulation of Mario Balotelli's performance against, uh, sorry, in Euro 2012. Mm-hmm. My goodness. This guy ran the tournament up yeah. until the final where they ran into Spain, who was obviously the better better national team yeah. at that time. He scored three goals in the tournament. Tied for Golden Boot mm-hmm. was named to the uh, team of the tournament. So He was fantastic. Yeah, man. and I was following Italy pretty closely. Mm-hmm. I have family who live there, and mm-hmm. uh, my cousin was going insane. <laughs> and... Yeah, just a super, a super exciting run for that young Balotelli, yeah. and that was like the moment where we're like, oh, like, this guy is like actually like good, good. He's so, insane. Yeah. 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 Um, he's still a solid player. Like. Yeah, he's like floated around clubs. Yeah. I remember he went to Nice. He yeah. went to Lyon. He's been all around yeah, the place. I think he's ever at since Marseille, maybe. He's someone yeah, he the French league and doing well there. So yeah. I'm really glad that he's been able to find. Yeah, a lot of wasted yeah. potential though. Let's yeah. be, let's yeah. be oh, real for here. Sure. Yeah, this guy like could have been a timeless 20 goal scorer per, per season. Exactly. Kind of guy, so yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's all I got to say about Balotelli mm-hmm. in Euro 2012. Let's hear your number one. My number one. Um, endless videos of it. Mario Balotelli not being able to oh, to put man. the bib on Amazing. the warm up penny. Because I, as a former soccer player myself, they can be a bit confusing, but um, my slowest time has probably been about... 20 like, seconds, 20 maybe. seconds. Yeah, and that's, like, yeah. pretty standard. Yeah. Balotelli, it's, like, minutes. Yeah, it's yeah. at least a solid minute, and he's just struggling with it. Like, it's his own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's his greatest vice that he has. Yeah. You know, for some people, it's drugs. For other people, it's alcohol. For Mario Balotelli, it's warm-up It's warm-up pennies. Yeah. And the fact that, <laughs> that they had to get a Also trainer. suspensions and fines, <laughs> that too. <laughs> they had to get a Man City employee, just a random guy, to yeah. help them put it on. I think it was one of their assistant managers. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, I'd love to get paid for that job to help. Yeah, that'd play. be great. Yeah, I'd, I'd be qualified for yeah, it. Yeah. I've put on a penny before. Yeah. Oh boy, it's Mario yeah. again. That's yeah. what they say every time, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's my number one. So one of his most iconic moments... And the, probably the one that people are most familiar, one of the ones people are most familiar with. But yeah, yeah pretty pretty simple list. But Tyler, what was your number one? My number one is probably my favorite moment, maybe in human history. Uh, Mario Balotelli's. This is uh, per theguardian.com yes. as my source here. Mario Balotelli's house sets on fire as he shoots fireworks <laughs> from wind <laughs> window. <laughs> Police and fire crews called to house at 1 a.m. on Saturday, Balotelli and friends, using fireworks in bathroom. Mario Balotelli's remarkable capacity for self-inflicted problems resurfaced (laughs) on the eve of another Manchester derby where he had to escape from his burning house (laughs) after a fire caused by letting off fireworks in the bathroom in the early hours of Saturday morning. Man, oh man. Balotelli escapes unhurt. Um, man, what a, yeah, I don't, I don't even have anything to say. One thing I will say is like, I would love to be one of his friends who yeah. like witnessed that. That's an all time moment. Oh, for like, sure. Like that's peak of human existence. Yeah. If I've ever heard of the peak of human existence. Exactly. So. And I think what I love most about this list is that we had three completely different lists. Yes. And there's, I can't disagree with any of the takes no, either. No. And there's all, so much. Yeah. There's so much. We that left we out could so many. About. 
But hey, Mario, if you're listening to this, we'd love to interview you, man. You're a yeah. pretty sick dude. Up on the pod, man. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to have you on. And I just want to like pick your brain for like a couple minutes. Yeah. I just want to know. I think he's just a guy who wants to have fun. Hey. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You know he's, you know he's able to make a living off of what he loves doing, and that's good enough for him. So I, I respect that. Yeah. Oh, you know what we forgot to do? What? We forgot to ask Peter a random question. Oh. We did yeah. this to Sam. Yeah. Should we call someone random right now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, who should we call? And what's our question? Okay, we're gonna cut and we're gonna come back and we will have someone on deck here with a random question fired up for them. Okay, so we're asking Sam Corbin a question and a very fun one in that. Do you want to explain the question? Yeah. Okay. What's up, Retro? Hey, bro. How's it going? Doing well. How hey, are you? Good. I just want to let you know that you're on the podcast and Tyler has a question for you. Okay, bring it. Okay. Of all your former roommates, this is only limited to the ones you've had at Trinity Western. Okay. There's a cage, a cage match to the death. Yeah. Who wins? Between Josiah Barkowski and Andrew Dick. Yeah, I guess it's just those two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andrew Dick, due to just raw force. I think I think the size, too. The yeah, size? His inferior size will... Um, propel him to victory? Get Josiah's knees pretty good. Low huh. center of gravity. Yeah, actually... So yeah. this is to the death too. So like who you think you think Andrew has that that sheer force and aggressiveness to take Josiah because Josiah, I feel like they're both pretty chill dudes. Yeah, they're both chill. Um, I yeah, they both have grit. I think they're they scored high in grit in Foundations One Hundred and One. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. And that's an essential for my roommates. So I would say, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if either of them really have the have the tenacity to kill but i think they could both put up a good fight it is to the death so someone's yeah. gonna have to do it yeah. yeah 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 somebody's gonna stomp but i don't know it's tough to say but yeah andrew's up there huh word okay well uh word. thank you for uh for answering our question we yeah, really you did appreciate really well. that you actually did answer that really well um oh, unreal. Good to yeah. Hear. yeah yeah okay well thanks a lot sam love you mm-hmm. appreciate you man yeah, yeah. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, I guess that just takes us right to the Peter Wilkel interview. What we, a transition that is. Yeah, it's a great transition. Yeah. I'm kind of upset we didn't ask Peter. Um, sorry, Peter. We we generally we we've started this new thing where we ask random questions to our our guests next time. So next time, and we're gonna get you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we will see you over at our little chat with Peter about the NBA. We are now joined. This is your first episode. 
first episode. On episode Mario Balotelli, that is episode Ooh, 45. That's of, what I'm talking uh, about. Of okay. The, of the Barcelona Sports Podcast. And we're going to talk some basketball with our boy, Peter Wilkel, a yeah, staff yeah. member here at Trinity Western University. That's right. Could you tell us what you do? I am the associate chaplain of local outreach, volunteering, and evangelism. Head up the local outreach programs here. Okay. Awesome. Sweet. So that's stuff like prison ministries and... That's right, yes. Is that like D group as well? No, that's a, that's discipleship, but we're all within student ministries. Okay. Um, local outreach. Yeah, traditionally it's been like, you know, Youth Extreme, Track, Night Shift, Prison Ministries... Uh, this year, for sure, it's looking a little bit different with everything going on. 100%. But, but still, yeah, community service involvement, um, which which will still be going on. So, yeah. Cool. Good Sweet. to hear. Yeah. We are also here with Luke. How you doing, man? Good. Slow week's been really good so far. Oh, it's um, a good time. Excited for the upcoming year and uh, for the newspaper. Excited for the direction it's going. So it's good to be here as always. Yeah. We are uh, we're trying to get to a hundred episodes oh. by my by the time my my stint at Mars Hill is over because yeah. I graduate this year. Luke does as well. We are forty five episodes as of today. Dang! When this releases, we are also watching the Clippers Nuggets game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're stuck here in the second quarter, and uh, the Raptors just had a huge win. Oof. I didn't get to watch nearly as much, but Luke, no. you actually got a fair amount in. Yeah. Could you talk a little, talk us through what happened? Well, at least through the first half, it was definitely back and forth, and you. I thought both teams were playing really well. Again, I think Toronto struggled with hitting their jumpers in Game 3 in the first half. At least I didn't wasn't able to watch the second half, but um, it seemed like they were able to turn things around at least just enough because Ananobi hit that game-winning three at the buzzer um shout out to him he had a really good game as well like those first two quarters i thought he played really well um oh gee man this whole this whole oh this yeah since everybody came back he's been playing great so good he's he's had a really good year too Mm -hmm. as a whole i mean um, he was close to a 40% three-point shooter. Yeah. That's a very effective, okay. <laughs> Especially very effective three. And yeah. yeah, and with yeah. that with that level of defense, too, like, yeah. oh, man. Yeah, he might be the best isolation defender in basketball today. Yeah. That's that's just that's just it. Like, yeah. that's who yeah. he is. So, yeah. um, possession in, possession out, he's bringing it. Yeah. And he surely brought it tonight. Uh, finished with 12 and 10. He had three mm-hmm. threes and... I believe he had just another another field goal tossing in a free throw with that. He also had three steals. That's another Ooh, stat that we, we go. got to okay. uh, take a look at. On the other side, um, Boston. Yeah. Kemba Walker came out really hot. 17 yeah. in the first quarter. Yeah. yeah. Had 12 in the second uh, in the second uh, 12 points in the second half then. Yeah. Did you say first quarter or first half? First quarter 17. Oh man. And then so, finished with wow. 29. Yeah. And is so, he on a restriction still? Uh, I'm not too sure if he's on the uh, restriction. He, it seemed like not. He yeah, definitely I mean, wasn't because he played 38 minutes. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. He he's they've eased him back in and he's uh, he's playing full games mm-hmm. again. He played a fair amount in that 76ers series as yeah. well, where they swept them. And I mean, I'm speaking as a Raptors fan here. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. That, <laughs> uh, the Raptors are not going to get swept. It is a 2-1 series. Yeah. Still anyone's ball game. 3-0. Definitely. 
Two one is a big difference. Yeah, no so, kidding. They're a scary team, Boston. Man, they. 100%. Uh, oh yeah. That starting five is crazy. Yeah. And and just like so well balanced, you know, yeah. they got yeah. exceptional defense. So they can create in so many different ways. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, you have the big three of Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and of course Kemba Walker. Yeah. Um, and, then, and in addition to that, you have Marcus Smart, who yeah, might be yeah. one of the best all-around defensive players yeah, in the NBA. Exactly. In addition yeah. to, I think Daniel Tice is a very serviceable uh, good. five mm-hmm. for them. Uh, obviously, defense is in question at times, but rim running, screen setting, which is all he needs He's to do. He's definitely like a hustle player, yeah, for sure. And yeah. I think that's exactly what Boston needs out of him. Yeah, Especially totally, because they've got talent and skill yeah. everywhere else. One thing I do appreciate a lot about Boston, though, is like at least you see Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum being massive difference makers mm-hmm. on the defensive end of the court, Yeah, which you might – it's pretty rare to find that in two out of your three best players yeah, being no like such big factors. <clears throat> like Jason Tatum is one of the best, if not the best, nail defender in the league. Like – he he's outstanding on on both sides of the court and he although he only had 15 tonight which is an off night for him at this point in his career from what we've seen this season yeah man he he just blows my mind sometimes with some of the shots he hit i remember there was one this game late in the clock he hits some step back and i think it was kyle lowry's face and it's just like that's that's the thing the raptors are are missing and I think yeah. it's pretty, yeah. pretty obvious throughout this series. So what do you guys think about that? Like the lack of a true offensive superstar mm-hmm. on the off- on the offensive side of the court for the Toronto Raptors, do you think that's going to be a problem in the rest of the series? Because I would say it's looked like a massive problem. I would say so. Yeah. I think in any championship team, you need at least one superstar that can kind of, again, and you mentioned this before, like just getting bailout buckets, like yeah. any, yeah. like just finding a will to weigh, like a, a will to to get to get buckets and that was Kawhi for them it's players like LeBron even AD as well I'd consider like mm-hmm, super, yeah. like among the superstars yeah 100% um, and so if you don't have at least one of those then I think you'd find a little bit of trouble running into the playoffs unless you have like the best defense ever then perhaps which I mean they got a solid defense yeah. like it, they could do it it could happen for yeah. sure but yeah, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be rough for them, especially against a team like the Celtics where they are just so flexible offensively. Yeah. Know, and mm-hmm. defensively, they can shut down so many different people that, uh, you know, if the Raptors are going to do it, it's going to be by by everybody just pitching in a little bit. But it's like the Celtics, mm-hmm. they can they can meet that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I still got faith. They can do it. Oh, Come on yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I – like it's a two-one series. No, this exactly. is anyone's right. game yeah. still, and uh, I think was it last year that the Bucks went up two nothing to yeah. the Raptors. Yeah. So the Canadian sweep, man. You yeah. know, you yeah. just let them have a couple and then yeah, yeah. come in for you say you say your sorries and then we're uh, we're exactly. off and exactly. soon 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 enough it's a six six game series. Yeah. So, uh, Plus Pascal hasn't even really had a game yet. Like if no, he has no. if he has a couple of games the way everybody else has been playing. They could do some damage for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think some of the defensive matchups have been pretty interesting. We've seen Pascal guarded by Jalen Brown yeah. a lot. I think mm-hmm. some people were even. I, I I think that's the right decision by Boston. Yeah. Uh, because Jalen Brown, in a sense, he has to play. He basically plays the four for them. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. 
he's he's got to guard someone with length, especially when yeah. you're playing against the Raptors, yeah, who at times are rolling out lineups with Pascal Siakam, Serge Ibaka, and Marcus Gasol, the three, four, five. Yeah. That is length yeah. and size. Right. There's some big dudes. Yeah, there's there's no no question about that. Pascal at, at the three is just so funny, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, it's crazy seeing how he's blossomed. He's added something new to his game every single year, mm-hmm. right? So like. Totally. I, I'm, I'm not ruling it out that he can become a superstar and a guy who can get you bailout buckets on the totally. offensive side of the court. But this series, he's looked far from that. Yeah. And I think that's a little bit worrisome yeah. moving forward, I spe- yeah. especially into uh, not only this series, but next season. Because it doesn't look like the Raptors are going to be adding a superstar no. anytime soon. No. And I think in like... Uh, Siakam's defense. He's still like pretty young yeah, as well, totally. and he's like had like he absolutely blossomed, winning most improved player. And so I think, you know, you could still give him a little bit more time to, you know, to add a few more tools to his game. But yeah, it's still a bit worrisome. Like he's what averaging like 15 points per game in this series compared yeah. to his like 23.6. And he's shooting so, somewhere yeah, in the 30 yeah. percent yeah. field. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, the efficiency and Lou Dort numbers right there. So. <laughs> and like we saw at the beginning of the year where he just had like he came out shooting, you know, and he can obviously yeah. get to to a high caliber place. For sure. Yeah, yeah, especially in the playoffs here. I don't know. Like if they can if they can take back the transition a little bit, you know, if they can swing it out of the half court a little bit, they they. They got a chance, I yeah. think, but it's going to be tough. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. What's the what's the consensus on this series in your guys' opinion? Mm. So obviously, Raptors favored heading into this. Yeah, Celtics get out to this early two nothing lead. Yeah, Jason Tatum looks like he's a bit too much because the Raptors sometimes do really struggle with talented wing players yeah. who are going to hit tough shots, yeah. like any team does. But I think that like we've seen that with LeBron James in the past. Mm. He was the Raptor killer, right? <laughs> yeah. So what, what's the consensus? Are we thinking Raptors come back and possibly win this in six or seven? Are we thinking Celtics clean up this series? I know you're a Celtics yeah. fan. Um, I don't, it's so tough for me to call. Like either way you split it, like these two teams are so fantastic, and they're both flexible yeah. as well. And I think Boston does play the flexibility just a bit, bit better, just because of the players that they have. Um, but I can totally see Toronto coming back. Like they're too good of a team to kind of let this slip. Yeah. Um, and they like, I think championship mentality is also something super important. I can, yeah. I I would say Raptors in seven. Don't, my prediction. Don't we think that Boston has a little bit of that? Like Jason Tatum. They got some swagger for sure. Jason Tatum yeah. is that dude. Yeah. Right? Like I don't think anyone's doubting that at this point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I one thing I will say before we get to you, Peter, mm. on your prediction. So Luke, your Raptors in seven. Yeah. Going against your boys, but I I would say that this is the most evenly matched series that yeah. we have yeah. in the NBA right now. Yeah. Um. I don't think Lakers Rockets is going to be nearly as close. It's going to be fun, this. but it'll be fun because you just never know what the Rockets are going to pull <laughs> yeah, out seriously. with yeah. PJ Tucker at the five. Totally. Um, but I mean, this Clippers Nuggets series is good. I do think the Clippers are the superior team. Yeah. I'm still riding Clippers as the best team in the NBA. I think mm-hmm. they're going to win it all still. Yeah. Miami uh, Milwaukee Ooh. is a super interesting series that we will yeah. get to in a bit. But I mean the 
the the the Bucks nightmare matchup is the Miami Heat. Yeah. We've seen yeah. that, right? No, so, exactly. Anyways, and you could even say the same thing for Boston Toronto because Boston has like won like the season series. They yeah. won. Right. They were the only team to beat them in the bubble. Yeah. Um, so I think that's like a little bit of kryptonite for Toronto. But I think for just for me, like I'm going based off the championship mentality. Like they're not gonna let this slip. Otherwise, I'd be, like, very surprised. Right. They also do have the best coach in the NBA yeah. in Nick Nurse. Yeah. So. And it's so funny how they marry each other because Nick Nurse, like, yeah, incredible coach, you know, killer on the defensive end especially. And then Brad Stevens, like, he's he's amazing on the offensive end. You know? Like, he's, he's, he's a great coach. But yeah. – uh, that's tough. I think I got to go Boston in seven. It's um, It could really go either way for me. I, yeah. I feel like on paper, on talent alone, Boston has the edge just barely. Yeah. But then the Raptors are coming in with that, like you say, the mentality, you know. And, and you saw it all this year. Like they had that confidence, you know. Yeah. So I don't know that it's going to be enough to get them to that point. Um, but, yeah, if it comes down to a game seven close at the end, I mean – they could do it for sure. Either yeah. way, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I think I think that's a good point. Having it be game seven, there's like a minute left. I'd rather ride with Boston, like because they they have Tatum, they have Kemba to. They knock got down. so many options. Yeah, yeah. Because I I'd pick Kemba or Tatum to take the last shot over yeah. Lowry and Siakam. Or oh, any or... any play on the Raptors. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, I think the cutoff is where you get to Jalen Brown. Yeah, mm. and Marcus Smart is as low on the list as you can get, <laughs> unless it was. Game two, Marcus Smart, where he decides to hit. He's a never coming shots. back. It's uh, maybe that'll never happen go again. Maybe maybe the most inefficient shooter I have ever seen, besides Le Guin Stewart in my life. So, and just somehow they Speaking play of. so similarly at the same time. Funny Something how that water, works, man. Hey? Fun, Florida. Funny yeah. how that works. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so your final prediction was uh, Boston and seven. Boston and seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I really struggle with this. Like, I don't have major allegiances to the Raptors, but yeah. at the end of the day, I do root for them because there's no Supersonics yeah. <laughs> and there's no Vancouver Grizzlies. I I want to go with my gut that tells me, like, Raptors in seven, but I honestly do think that this is something special we're seeing develop mm. in this Jason Tatum Kemba Walker, Jalen Brown so. combo. Yeah, it's yeah, a killer combo. I think I think this could be a bit of a coming out party. Yeah, these guys could have a pretty clear path to the finals, in my opinion, if they do win this series. And I think there's a lot at stake here. I do take Celtics in seven. Oof. Celtics yeah, that's a seven. good point though, because mm-hmm. if they if they come out on top of the Raptors, like they can do exactly to the Bucks what the Raptors did last year. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, and we don't even know if the Bucks are gonna make we, it. I mean, yeah, right? yeah, that's true. And I'd say that's a pretty good segue yeah. into that Miami Heat, yeah, Milwaukee yeah. Bucks series. Let's stay in the East here. Mm-hmm. My goodness, uh, I don't I don't know if you guys watched those games last night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the worst officiating I've ever seen in the final minute of a basketball game. Yeah, it was pretty. There good. was, <clears throat> it was just blunder after it was a blunder. Show. It felt like, yeah. and obviously it's the two main calls: the Goran Dragic foul call on Chris Middleton taking his three. Yeah. Um, I was interested because I I don't know the exact ruling on that kind of thing. Apparently, the justification that the refs gave was Goran Dragic was standing straight up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
However, while while Middleton was in the air, he was coming forward into Dragic and was landing right on him. Apparently, that is a violation, even in the last 10 seconds of the game, where the refs should obviously be putting their whistles in their back pockets. So that's that's a whole different topic. But uh, apparently there is some sort of justification. The worst call out of the two, though, was, my goodness, that foul call that Giannis apparently committed on Jimmy Butler. (laughs) And two free throws taken with zero seconds left in the game. Oh, man. He hits both of them. That was so. brutal. Zero seconds. I mean, I'm not complaining about the outcome. I, uh, I'm i all for a heat win here. But um, it was, yeah, it wasn't the best way to end the game for sure. And like, the, it was so long. Yeah. That final minute was like... Both probably, games yesterday. I know, though. seriously. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was... I mean, yeah, it wasn't wasn't the most enjoyable way to end the game. No, I, but, I, I wouldn't say so at all. And yeah. it's so interesting, this... I remember back during, this was a while ago, before we even knew what the NBA's resume to play strategy mm-hmm. was, Paul and I did a, if the NBA playoffs started today, yeah. what would happen kind of thing. And Paul actually, respect, he had Bucks uh, losing to the Heat in the second round after the Heat and Bucks both yeah. advance in the first round. Respect, Paul. I'm going to shout you out. Ayo. I don't like a lot of your takes. We know that. PC. And, uh, <laughs> but one thing one thing I, I will say is that Bam Adebayo, even though Giannis had 29 last game, causes so many problems oh, for Giannis. Yeah. And let's be real here. The supporting cast of the Milwaukee Bucks is not up to the standard. They... That, that they need to be to that's, win to win an NBA championship. Right? That's the thing, yeah. Like like Giannis, obviously amazing. Middleton, you know, when he's on, he's he's fantastic. One of the most efficient guys in the league, you totally. know. But almost a part of the 50-40-90 like, Yeah, exactly. But uh, but everyone else, and for for how they play too, you know, for for having so many people out, they're not actually like that great of a three point shooting team, you mm-hmm. know. And then no. you bring the Heat around, who are like. Perfectly yeah. situated to take advantage of of the Bucks. A very uh, everything, very high volume shooting team yeah. Yeah. in the Miami Heat as well. They led yeah. the NBA in three pointers attempted to- and and high efficiency yeah. too. Yeah. You know, like just snipers from outside yeah. that can get it done when they want. And yeah. then I I love this series because I feel like the talent levels are so drastically different overall. But then it's just because of you know how the matchup works that it's actually going to be a yeah, a close series, I think. Yeah. yeah, that's another team who I think needs to be talked about for this whole championship mentality thing. Miami Heat, man. Oh, yeah. They're oh, there's a bunch of hard-working hard guys. Yeah. Spo has obviously yeah. lit a fire under every single one of those guys' butts this yeah. year. Yeah. And there is just something in the air in Miami that is so intriguing. And that yeah. they are my favorite team in the NBA throughout oh, this past I mean, regular they're season. They're saying that they're whole, whole season, yeah. like... They're so fun to watch. Yeah. And again, I'm just like looking at the three-pointers from last night. Milwaukee shot 28%. Yeah. And yeah. Miami shot 38 But game one is a bit more even. But you can right. see like... You can see how like three-pointers can definitely swing a game when... Totally. On also far more attempts yeah. by the Heat. So the Heat yeah. went 17 for 45. That is a 38% Oof. clip as yeah. a team. Very impressive. Yeah. Um, 
On the other hand, the Bucks, they shot 28%, only going seven for 25. So 20 more threes taken yeah. by the Heat. Yeah, and when you're taking that many more, when you're making 10 more threes than the other guys, that's a that's a hard one to overcome. Yeah, yeah. funny enough, Jay Crowder actually shot 12 threes. He went four for 12. Dude, he was wow. he was He was feeling it last night, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> Goran Dragic, Duncan Robinson, you can always yeah. pencil him in for at least three and he's upwards of five attempts per game. Robinson's been great. Yeah, yeah, shoots the ball at a crazy efficient rate, 45% yeah. on the year. Seriously. Um, and moves off the ball off ball so well. And yeah. that's one thing I will say about the Bucks that they is they have adjusted quite well to Duncan Robinson mm. from what I've seen throughout the regular season. In these past two games, uh, he hasn't been the Duncan Robinson that gets as many attempts as mm-hmm. he usually does. And last night he had 13 points on eight attempts from three. And on in game one, he only was able to take four threes. Oh, so, wow. yeah. yeah. And th- that's, that's a pretty interesting storyline because that is someone that the Bucks, I mean, the Heat have really relied on for some three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, it, this is a super fun series, yeah. and I'll say it again, Bam is just a huge problem for Giannis. Yeah. That's the bottom line, and when Giannis isn't going to be scoring at least 30 a game in this series, I'm scared for the Bucks because yeah. Middleton, you know he's going to toss in around 20 on like a pretty average night. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't see him exploding for more than 30, and yeah. there's, a, there, there's always a chance for him to just toss in an eight-point night going, like, one for seven from three totally. and yeah. three for 16 from the field. Totally. Kind of thing, right? Yeah, he's pretty inefficient is my main concern about Middleton. Because, well, like, game one, he was 12 of 24, but then 7 of 16, 7 of 19, 7 of 17, all wow. versus Orlando. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so that's a pretty big concern for me, like, when mm-hmm. I'm trying to judge this series, especially when um, Giannis, like, can't be scoring – 30 points per game. Yeah. But I mean... One thing I will say to counter that a little bit, though, is uh, in his last four games, he has scored more than 20, 20 or more points. Yeah. So yeah, I think he just had a bit of a slow start to the bubble because we didn't see him... It's not like he was blowing our faces off with mm-hmm. his play during the eight remaining regular season games that mm-hmm. were featured there. Yeah. I mean... They weren't really trying that hard. No, but. and that's pretty. It was pretty, pretty obvious. Yeah, when, yeah exactly. Uh, when we were watching those games, they didn't really need to try hard. No. So I do get that. But yeah, um, final prediction. We'll start with you, Peter, for this. One. Oh man, this one's hard. I'm I'm going with my heart on this one. I got uh, I got heat and six, baby. Yeah, yeah. They're bringing it home fast. Yeah, that's fair. Luke. So, I don't know having. The reigning MVP and having easily one of the best players in the league, I think that's gonna gotta do you something. Yeah. At yeah. least. And I think Giannis wants to be able to prove himself, you know, and wants to go on a championship round. He wants it for yeah. sure. Yeah, like, especially he's, after he's, all the chatter this year and last exactly. year. Like. Yeah, he's got the the the, the willpower. Yeah. That's that's one thing that we can never doubt Giannis and like he wants it yeah. more than anyone else at this point totally. in his career. Yeah. And so 
I think what's going to be really interesting is I think there could be a bit of a potential like of a storyline here because Giannis is going to be entering free agency. Yeah. Um, and the Heat have tons of cap space still. Oh. And so, and it's been rumored that like Miami could very well right sign him. I know it's way too early of a prediction to say that, but I think if Miami does beat Milwaukee, then I I do I really see Giannis. Can you imagine Giannis and Butler? I That'd love be, that. Yeah. That's a great combo right there. Yeah. yeah I th- also, so, also some chatter about the Suns, Giannis yeah. and Okay. D-Buck. Yeah, 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 man. With Aiden. Like, yeah. I that's mean, filthy. Aiden might have to be the odd yeah, man out if true. that happens. Yeah. Uh, you never know with contracts and yeah. such. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, interesting, interesting things swirling yeah. around Giannis. Mm. I really doubt that he's going to be sticking around in Milwaukee, especially been, if they can't. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah, to if they, can't, the finals, if, if they yeah. don't go to a finals, yeah. Giannis isn't staying. Yeah. Not at all. No chance. Um, You know what? Honestly, I... Th- like, as much as like I like Giannis as a player, it's it's coming down to a team aspect now. Mm. Um, And I, I really see the Heat winning this, to be honest. Because there's... There, Plus, they're so fun to watch as well. Like, I'd love for them to keep to keep going. They've they've got the best uniforms in the league. Yeah, <laughs> um, the Heat with their those vice oh, yeah, uniforms. The oh man, yeah. amazing. Um, but I'll, I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna copy Peter. I'm going Heat and six. I Ooh. think that's a really logical prediction. Yeah, no, actually. I'm I'm on the Heat and six train. Yeah. Oh, so that's what I'm talking us. about. Yeah. There we go. There right, we you go. love to, you love to see it. Yeah. Um, Prove us wrong, Giannis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I do want him to. Yeah, I actually do want to see him. Something. It'd be yeah. fun, yeah. And if if Milwaukee could keep him, I'd. I mean, like, yeah. If if Toronto can get Giannis, that'd be incredible. Yeah, but, uh, that's not happening. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's not a it's not a sexy enough free agent des- destination. Yeah. Toronto, yeah. right? I mean, Kawhi we couldn't keep Ka- like yeah, the Raptors true. couldn't keep Kawhi Leonard after they won a championship. <laughs> yeah, after you won a championship with the guy, like that's like. Yeah, but I mean, Kawhi is like, Kawhi. Yeah, it's true. Like unpredictable. You have no idea what's going on in his head. You listen to him laugh once and you understand him all of a sudden, yeah. but like you also don't. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I, mean, I just can't put anything past Masai, you know? Mm-hmm. I agree. I think Masai, one thing I'll say about him, I think just Raptors' destination, being in Canada, it's a little bit more difficult to attract superstars, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of guys want to come play for like, like your Sergi Baca's. Like your Marcus Alls, yeah. like your Kyle Lowry's, yeah. like your Pascal Siakams, like your OG Anunobis, the list goes on. I think Toronto is really good at not only acquiring some of these kind of guys. I think Masai has done a, a, an amazing job in that. Yeah. The only problem is, I just think, like that attractiveness of playing for Nick Nurse, and he's going to get the best out of these guys. Mm. Yeah. We've seen that. Raptors roll nine deep, yeah. and that's not an issue for yeah. them. Like, it might be the most deep team in the NBA at this yeah. point. Mm-hmm. But the superstar attraction is really hard just because it's Canada. Yeah. And the weather is huge, too. Yeah. Because yeah. So, sure. I've been, like, thinking about that. Like, oh, if I was a player, like, where would I want to go? I definitely wouldn't want to go, like, summer cold. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And especially, like, if, if you just didn't know Canada, yeah. really, you know, uh, that'd be a big thing for sure. 100%. If, if he did, how would it work with him and Siakam? What would, how would they play that? I'd I don't play. know. I don't, like, I don't, I don't understand how that would work. Yeah. I know it would help the Raptors, but, like, obviously someone like a Norm, uh, uh, Fred Van Vliet, a Serge Ibaka, 
a Marcus Saul. Probably two out of those guys that I've just said are going to be on their way out. Yeah. So obviously Giannis would not only fill the gap that is left by right. like Sergi Baca, for example, but he would enhance that so much. Yeah. Not with shooting, but everything else. Can you can you imagine the two of those guys in transition? Yeah. It'd be Giannis because that's like two of. Two of the best, like, long grab-and-go guys yeah. in the league yeah. today. Like, obviously not the top two. I mean, Giannis might be the best, but, I mean, Pascal's one They're of the better grab-and-go guys, for sure. especially yeah. for a bigger dude, right? Totally. So. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it'd be, I mean, it, it sort of sucks that they both have some of the same weaknesses, you know, just yeah. in terms of their jumper and whatnot. And yeah, so. I, I would say Siakam is farther along in the three-point aspect yeah that's true um but Giannis Giannis can be while he is such a freak and while he can basically get to the rim against anyone yeah we saw this in the Eastern Conference Finals last year against Toronto the dude like the Raptors just clogged the point the paint with all their length and all their size and that was too much for him Mm -hmm. and team around him while Middleton had a really good series there wasn't enough support from the other guys, and yeah. boom, wraps in six, right? So you think he's gonna get it? Is this is it gonna be LeBron? Is he just gonna come back one summer and be able to shoot? I, I can don't see know. it happening. I could see it happening. I mean, he's so good. It's yeah. it's like he's also so long, and it's yeah. really hard to see That's guys true. with that kind of length and size and muscle yeah. develop jumpers. Halfway through their career. Yeah, that's right? true. So, yeah. I mean, I think Siakam has done that and can keep doing that because mm, Siakam, yeah. I mean, I guess Giannis falls under this same umbrella, but Siakam's a little more gangly and he, it's like apparent that he is still learning how to play basketball. Totally. Obviously, Giannis is in the same boat, but yeah. I'd say Giannis is advanced on, on a couple levels for sure. Totally. Yeah. totally. So, yeah. Anything else we got to say about Bucks? No? Prove us wrong, Giannis. Yeah, Yeah, prove us young. I like that. Prove us young. Prove Prove us (laughs) wrong, Giannis. There we go. Anyways, uh, let's talk before we get to the Denver Clippers game, which is now at halftime. We are watching that not very intently, because Mm. (laughs) at least I'm not. um, They got Draymond back, though. Yeah, yeah, Draymond back on the panel. He is replacing Kenny the Jet. I'm all right with that. He's he's a good analyst. I think Draymond is a really good analyst. Until he talks about how Devin Booker needs to get out of Phoenix. Still uh, gets fined 50000 yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing for these guys. But anyways, let's talk a little bit about that strange Thunder Rockets game and maybe even just the series as a whole. That was nuts. Bonkers. That, that last minute. Of that game might have been the ugliest like yeah. string of basketball. Just the ultimate game seven. James Harden out yeah. here playing dodgeball, man. That was hilarious. Yeah. That was, that so was the good. most like James Harden thing. Like somehow on yeah. the defensive end, yeah, like, gets seriously, a, like gets a series winning block and then comes up with the clutch dodge. Just, just incredible. oh man, after having just a terrible yeah. offensive game, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's Lou Dort who gets blocked and seriously and, and throws the ball through his oh, legs. Oh man. Oh, poor Lou. I know, seriously. Then again, he did score 30 last Yeah, I mean, he had a... Who's he with now? Is it Kobe and MJ? Yeah. Okay. There was some crazy (laughs) 
some crazy co- company Lou Dort was chilling the with. There. Under twenty one, yeah. highest scoring player on the floor in a game. Yeah, seven. yeah it was also something to twenty five like, plus points. Okay, it was yeah, also something. There was also some record he broke for like undrafted rookies <laughs> too, <laughs> like. Just the most Lou Dort record that could be broken. Seriously. Shout out to Lou Dort, though. Yeah. Shout out Lou Dort, Canadian well, they, guy from Montreal. Yeah. So oh, really? Oh, I didn't know. They got a couple Canadians there in cool. Shy and Shy Gildas. He is. Too, okay, so who do we got? We got SGA, we got Lou Dort, Jamal Murray, yeah. Brandon Clark. Brandon Andrew Clark Wiggins. is from Vancouver. Yeah, Wiggins that's is. right. Wiggins is. Okay. There's a bunch of them. Wow. There's a bunch of them out there. Hey, now, show um, out. Oh, Chris Boucher I, on the wrap. Yeah, Alexander right. Walker? Is he, he's Cana- is he Canadian? Gilgis Alexander's cousin. They're cousins? Let me, ch- yeah. That's um, funny. Plus Steve Nash now. Yeah, hey. You guys hear yeah, about that? Nets. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. I didn't even realize he was associated with Golden State. I mean. Uh, yeah, he was a, he was an assistant mm-hmm. coach there for okay. a while. I remember watching and saying, hey, that's Steve Nash, that Nash? on the Golden State Warriors Shut bench. Yeah. Yep. Nikhil yeah. Alexander Walker's Canadian. Oh, I didn't, I, didn't wow. know, I didn't know they were cousins. Wow. Yeah. They're cousins. Um, that's wild. Huh. I'll, I'm going to fact check myself. Though. I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure. Absolutely I like the wild. journalistic integrity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. respect. Doing That's why fun. I hired you. Yeah, yeah. his cousin Shai Gilgis <laughs> Alexander also plays in the NBA. Interesting. That's wild. Okay. Well, anyways, we'll reel it back in. Right. Thunder, Rockets, a pretty fun series. I yeah. mean, no, was there amazing. was a while there where I was like, this is all Rockets. And then Thunder bring it back, tied up 2-2. <clears throat> um, and... Couple more interesting games. Russ comes back into the fold, has yeah. a really bad game six where the <laughs> Thunder lost. He had a bad game Which, six. Which I mean, fair enough. Like coming in off an injury in in the playoffs, you know, but still that was some hard. of it was like major mental lapses though that we totally. saw, and we do see these a lot from Russ. Totally. But I I don't know. I th- I do I mean Russ does a lot for that small ball system yeah, because sure. he is a penetrating factor that needs to be worried about. And mm-hmm. obviously there's that level of athleticism that, you know what, maybe he's going to beat out that five for a board every once yeah. in a while. Well, and he's not afraid to take the shot at least. No. You know, like it's a lot of times it's going to be a bad shot, yeah. but when you got Harden backing off so much, it's like someone's got to get in there. Yeah. You know no more mean? threes though. <laughs> no more threes. Yeah. Houston's sort of in a similar boat as Milwaukee is like, they rely so much on the threes, but nobody's really that great of a shooter except for Harden. Harden, you know? Robert Covington's a very a very serviceable he, yeah, shooter. Yeah, no, that's true. He can. But just as yeah. a team, I mean, I can't remember what their stats are at, but they're not shooting great from they're the They're shooting the ball a lot. I'll yeah, say right, that. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, yesterday they did, they did shoot the ball okay. They went 17 for 49. Okay. That's 35%. Obviously, yeah, Oklahoma, not many. That's that's not bad. Oklahoma City doesn't take nearly as many threes volume, uh, volume wise on a game to game basis. They shot forty seven percent from three last night, largely, largely due to Dor uh, Shy Gilgis Alexander had a, a really good night from three as well. A couple threes from Darius Baisley, Dennis Schroeder, Chris Paul. I mean, Danilo Gallinari had a bit of a stinker. He's he yeah. really sucked that series. Yeah, I was sad. I I like I love Gallo. Gallo. He's fun to watch. Yeah, but and it's nice seeing him healthy again too, because there were so many years where, uh, especially in, in LA with the Clippers, yeah, end of yeah. his time in Denver, yeah, he was really struggling to stay on the court, and we've seen that in the last couple seasons here. So, um, yeah, there's. there's I a was lot. I was hoping they were going to pull it out. I was 
I was hoping it was going to be OKC and, and LA yeah. for the second round, but uh, I, it was an exciting series, that's for sure. Yeah, and, I, and Rockets against Lakers, man, that's going to be a wild series. Oh yeah. Oh man, yeah. just yeah, the scoring in that's going to be absolutely insane. Yeah. Also, we did forget about Eric Gordon too. He went five that's for nine from yeah. three last right? night. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. serviceable. Yeah, making it happen. Three point shooter and has looked really good defensively mm-hmm. in that Oklahoma City series and. I'm interested to see what that looks like heading into this Lakers series yeah. where bigger boys the It's going to be problematic. Yeah. I was surprised at how good the Rockets were defensively, but yeah. it's I cannot see that lasting at yeah. all. I, I think for the Lakers, they need to have AD at the five here mm. and ride with maybe uh, Kuzma, LeBron kind of at the 3-4 deal. And then you have, whether it's KCP... Or Danny Green, who knows who's going to be playing in that one-two spot. Their backcourt options are quite slim. Yeah, but Crusoe's I, I really pretty good for setting stuff up. Him and LeBron totally. got got some good uh, good chemistry there yeah. for sure. And he's actually looked quite good defensively. That's, in the yeah, that's, that's the one thing, thing that's yeah. like we we've seen improve a lot. And for I think sure. part of that is an effort thing. Maybe knowing that, like this is like this is the first time he's played high stakes basketball. In <laughs> yeah, career, yeah, right? that's a wild, hey. Yeah, yeah, and it, it feels like he's been around forever, right? Seriously. He's been like one of those guys who it's like he's relevant, you know. Totally. Um, and I really think in the right situation, Kuz could be a major factor. That right situation could also be a stinking bad team. Like you toss him on yeah, Charlotte, he's going to yeah. be yeah, late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he'll probably score yeah. 20, 24 a night. Mm. But in LA, he takes a little bit of a backseat, more of a catch and shoot. Mm. Uh, when LeBron's on the court, they do take far less efficient shots. And, but when, when LeBron and AD are on the court, they might be like, they basically play perfect offense. Yeah. And yeah. and the Rockets just have nothing. Like, what are they gonna do? I don't. I don't think they have nothing. I mean, you have you do have James Harden. Um, well, you, I mean defensively. mean defensively. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like Harden. Yeah. Harden's okay in the in the post for sure. But against AD and yeah, I, I honestly don't know how that's gonna look. I don't know who you throw on LeBron. Maybe you throw uh, Robert Covington. At them, PJ Tucker also makes a fair amount of sense. Well, I think Houston will probably do tons of switching though, throughout, as they yeah. usually do. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they do like while they do have a bunch of smaller guys. Let's say they tell them. so they got obviously they have Russ, Harden, Rocco, Eric Gordon, and PJ Tucker. A lot of switching. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Is gonna happen. I think there are some questions about who's going to be guarding the bigs mm. within that. Yeah. And I don't know. Well, the bit, it could also be the big that we see for the most part. I don't think this is a JaVale McGee series. Mm. I don't think this is a Dwight Howard series. I would throw Anthony Davis. You do need to play the Rockets style of basketball. Probably go with your smaller lineups. Yeah. We saw yeah. the Thunder do it. Obviously, not as successful, but they don't have the talent that the Rockets do have. Yeah, and yeah, because there were there were times in that series where Gallo was playing the five, right? When Stephen Adams isn't on the court, yeah, it's like you can go to Nerlens Noel, which I thought they should have done more. To be honest, I do but... agree to a certain extent. He is far more mobile than 
Like I love Stephen Adams. Adams. Stephen Adams is great, but just for that, I just think the the, the lapses you see in Nerland's Noel mm-hmm. in Nerland mm-hmm. Noel's Nerland's Noel's <laughs> game. Wow, tongue twister. Lasses, yeah, um, they'll get you. The the mental lapses that we do see in Nerland's Noel's game can be a bit inexcusable at times, and offensively. He has just about as much to offer as Steven Adams. It's more just a quickness thing. Mm-hmm. That I do understand the rationale of maybe having Noel play a little bit more rather yeah. than Steven Adams, or at least like tilting the rotation minutes, still having it in Steven Adams' favor, but having Noel play some more basketball. Yeah. Man, I'm just happy. Like, I, I wish I wish they had made it into the second round, but uh, I can't believe where OKC's at exactly. right now. And that's why yeah. I wanted them to win, which yeah. is because of that trade. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. The tra- you, were, like, you were saying this today to me. You were saying, like, that's amazing. That yeah. They They've lose. lost four superstars yeah. oh. in eight years, and here they are, like, making it farther than they have yeah. since KD left. Crazy. They got a crazy couple of years coming yeah. up. I know. They're gonna and get some talent. Some really good young pieces. There yeah, too. with yeah. yeah, exactly. Shea getting getting mentored by CP and Yeah, they've got a buttload of draft picks. Seriously, too, man. So. It's gonna be nuts. Do you think they're gonna they're gonna develop or do you think they're gonna trade them out? I mean, if I was them, I'd probably de- I'd probably develop and everybody's go so the draft young. because yeah, exactly. <clears throat> they're young. You can maybe get one. Yeah, right. That's a, I guess they got and, enough to do yeah. both, sort of. And plus, they're kind of tied down with the Chris Paul contract, anyways. Is it three years? It... At least two, or, at least two or three. It's I'm not very well versed in my yeah. NBA contract game, right. yeah. so I, a lot of money. I cannot. It's just a buttload of money for the next couple of years. That's all I know. Which I mean, hey, fair enough. If you're gonna pay someone a lot of money, like. May as well uh, have it be a guy like CP who just knows his stuff. You know what I mean? Like, 100%. if you're going to have anyone mentor your team for a couple of yeah. years, that's a great dude to do it. I, I think... could also go very sour. I've seen some CP3 situations <laughs> not go too well, especially if he's not playing winning basketball. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I personally think that maybe moving CP would be the worst option. Hmm. Uh, obviously, we saw him regress in his last season in Houston. Mm-hmm. Right. A bit of a rejuvenation. Um, he has said that he's taking better care of his body. That's definitely a factor yeah. moving forward. But we got to remember this guy's 35 years old. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. He's not going to lay it out until he's 40. Yeah, and, totally. Well, and you can see it here. You know, he's not, he's not, I mean, he's in there, but he's not totally playing full games. You know, no. he's, he's yeah. so waiting to take over. I just looked up his contract. He has two more years left. Uh, he signed a four-year, $160 million <laughs> contract. Um, so, That's yeah, by the time nuts. he's 36... He'll be making over forty-four million. That's crazy. Yeah, the amount of money in the NBA. Yeah, is good for him. Wild. Yeah, you yeah. know he he's earned that. But yeah. I mean, for just for like being a general manager, it'd be a bit frustrating to try and yeah, totally find a trade for him. But I still mean, movable. Yeah, I would say he. I would say he's definitely still very movable. Mm, yeah. So, um, we should talk about this Lakers Rockets series. I feel like we've touched on a lot of points. I don't really have to say anything else about the series itself. I do think the Rockets will have a lot of trouble yeah. with AD and LeBron. The supporting cast in LA is very good. Is is I'm not crazy about it. Yeah. Yeah. They're good uh, defensively. 
Yeah, I would say I would say they play some pretty good. They play some solid team defense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like for sure, we saw sometimes in those in that Portland series, like that did not look like the Lakers that we saw this entire regular season. Obviously, that's bound to happen in the playoffs, but. I think it is a bit worrisome moving forward, especially when you're playing against the Rockets, mm. who yeah. on yeah. any given night can score can give yeah. you 140. like 140. Yeah. They literally can. Obviously, yeah. they won't do that. They'll do that against like the Atlanta Hawks mm. or the Trailblazers or the Wizards, mm-hmm. some garbage defensive team. Yeah. But sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's a no. Yeah. No. Apologies yeah. Peter's a, He's from Oregon. Yeah. He's Rip a City baby, Blazers but, fan. Yeah. But, that defense is. It's pickup basketball. Yeah. Fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, shout out to the Wizards as well. This is your thirty second roast time. You guys kind of yeah, <laughs> you guys kind of suck. You guys have some really bad contracts. You guys are probably gonna throw a lot of money at Davis Bertans this summer, and I'm excited to watch it all burn down. That is our. That was like 20 seconds yeah. of wizard slander. We've done this like a couple times. I think Not Wizards actually, fans, huh? I don't even know. I just think they're so poorly managed. And yeah, I mean, no, it's yeah. it's not a not a great franchise. No, not at all. And it shows in their team. who they are. Yeah, their team. <laughs> Beals is amazing to watch. Beal oh, is great. He's fantastic. Yeah, and I mean, when Davis Bertans is your number two, there's. There's he's gonna be his usage rates are gonna be through the roof. He had I think fourth best fourth highest usage rates wow. in the league. So what? Holy. yeah, he was also the second highest scorer in the NBA this season. So I'm not crapping on you. <laughs> Almost said something bad there. I'm not crapping on you, Brad Beal. Crappy on your organization. We're mm. legging this out to like a minute and a half now. So we're just going to cut it off here. Yeah, a... I, <clears throat> I, I don't think the Rockets are going to be able to play comfortably no. at all. No team does really play comfortable against a top five defense. Mm. That's just the nature of mm-hmm. today's NBA. I mean, especially Braun in the playoffs. That's like... Yeah, yeah. And you do have to have like the most high-powered offense yeah. ever to... Mm be able to like i mean the warriors they've looked comfortable mm. in almost every game they played definitely not this season but <laughs> in years in years past with that team which is in my opinion still the greatest basketball team of all time i don't think there's a question about that mm. talking about the 16 17 warriors not yeah. the 15 16 ones they're amazing who went 73 and 9 i'm talking about the adding kd warriors. i mean yeah it's yeah it's uh when you got all those guys on the court. I don't know how how you can beat them. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, I'm going to say, I'm just going to say it. I think it's going to be Lakers in five. I'm going to go on the bit more of the tight. I'm, I'm going to be a bit more tight on the Lakers mm. in, in this one. Uh, yeah, I got Lakers six. It. I mean, it could be five. Easy. I can't really see it going past six. But, uh, but you know, it's... um. Harden, Westbrook, that's a wild, wild combo. Yeah. You know, if they both pop off and they could easily do it a couple of games, it's I don't care who your defense is. Uh, that's gonna be yeah. that's gonna be a tough, tough game. Um, I don't really see it being uh, whatever it goes to, I don't really it doesn't seem like a close series to me, you know, even if it does go to six, but uh, mm-hmm. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be yeah. chippy. I I'd go Lakers in five. I don't think I think the Lakers are too tall, yeah. But also, just 
better as well, especially when you have AD, arguably the best big man yeah. in the league, mm-hmm. then I definitely think they'll they'll kind of walk walk over this pretty totally. easily. I, I can totally see the Rockets stealing the game just because they have Harden and Westbrook, and they could easily mm-hmm. go off, like you said, for mm-hmm. I think for at least one or two games. But I I see it mostly as Lakers in five. Yeah. 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 No. So I guess we can move on to our last series of the. Second round here. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the Nuggets Clippers series, which the Clippers are kind of clobbering the Nuggets. It's a yeah. 16 point game. It is 76 to 60 with eight minutes and 45 seconds left. For the Clippers, I mean, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are kind of just pouring it on. Yeah. It looks, they, I mean, no one expected. Kawhi Leonard to be stopped this series, I don't think. They are generally throwing Jeremy Grant at him, a little bit of Torrey Craig, a little bit of Gary Harris. They're kind of all rotating around on Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Paul George has had an interesting experience in the bubble, to to say the least. But, I mean, Kawhi is going to always be Kawhi, averaging 33 a game (laughs) in the bubble. And it's just just crazy. Yeah. This guy in the playoffs is just nuts. Is he the best playoff player in today's NBA? I I, mean, I would go LeBron over him. Yeah, I mean, it's. I guess it depends. You know, are you looking statistically, or you you know, you looking at the eye test? I think Kawhi's stats might be might be a bit better, but uh, but I, oh, that's so hard. I think I take Kawhi at this point, just in a playoff series. Yeah. If I want to win. An NBA championship, I think Kawhi is the first guy I take off the board. Yeah. This, Which is no. wild given that LeBron's like what, he's 35? six years older than yeah. him, seven years like oh, that is crazy. Yeah. That that they're even there, but I think I might take Kawhi at this point. I mean, can't go wrong either way. But he's so consistent is the thing too. Oh yeah. Like he yeah. hasn't he hasn't gone below thirty points a game, has he yet? Uh, since the restart? I don't or since the, the playoffs started. Playoff starting, I think I thought oh, I thought you meant I thought you meant right from there. the bubble for a second. Was he? I I think he had a couple games in the late twenties kind of thing. He's had one one game okay. under twenty. Okay. And I'm assuming that was the night that Luca hit that buzzer beater. Oh no! Well, I'm looking at. Oh sorry, this is still regular season. Yeah, sorry. I was gonna say um, just like in the bubble in in in, yeah, no. in just against the Dallas series, just in the was Dallas he, series. Okay. I want to see. I want to see 33, 32, 32, 36, 35, 29 in game Oof. one. Oof. He had 29 in game one. And that yeah, was that is and wild. <laughs> that is wild. And then, man, that 150 game, oh my goodness. That's when I knew, because I was a little bit, you know, I wasn't sure, you know, are they actually as good as, as they seem? But then when you get 150, when you score 30 points more than the best offense in history, like there's something going on. Yeah. And I think I think the Clippers have the best team in yeah. the NBA. Like, yeah, like rotation wise, depth wise, I just I th- just everything. Yeah, since the start of the season, I think they've had the best looking team. Yeah, they're not number one in absolutely everything, yeah. but they're like top three yeah. in absolutely yeah. everything. Yeah, I I do I do tend to agree with that, and they just have a, like 
a plethora of options aside from Kawhi Leonard and Paul yeah, George who totally. are just able to shoot. I'm watching Landry Shamit driving kick to Oof. Kawhi who kicks to Marcus Morris and he just hits a three. Six three. Right? So there's there's a lot of relevant <clears throat> offensive weapons on that team because yeah. you do have Lou Will coming totally. off the bench too. And Lou Will Harrell. is like the the classic unsung I'm going to get you a bucket with no time left on the shot clock. Sweet Guy move. pulls something out of my Do butt. you think he's someone that can get you bailout buckets? 100%. Oh, I, yeah. I think that's, oh, yeah. if anything, where he shines. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a great late possession yeah. player. That's Yeah, that's, that's like, wild to have multiple guys on your squad that mm-hmm. that can do that. Yeah. That can go off for 20. Yeah. You know, like Marcus Morris, we saw him do it a lot in New York. Yeah. I mean, part of that is because he was the focal point of probably the worst team in the NBA. <laughs> Oh, but, shout out to New York Knicks. Yeah. Here are five oh, minutes of roasting coming know up. Nice. They they get enough hate. I think the Wizards <laughs> deserve a bit more. So yeah. I'm done talking about the Wizards on this podcast. At least I think I am. For this episode. They, yeah, for this episode. Um, but <clears throat> there's always next time. There's always next time and the time after that. So yeah, the Clippers, man. It's I mean on paper, million percent for me. Mm-hmm. They're the faves. Uh, I guess the only question is. You know, is that chemistry there? They've been a bit inconsistent. Um, uh, you know, who knows if, if Pat Bev has some issues yeah. coming back in? Maybe, but that's, I, I. Other than that, I can't. I can't really see them being anything other than absolutely spectacular mm-hmm. until the end of the season. Yeah, we'll see what happens with Pat Bev. I believe it was a was it a neck issue that he was dealing. I can't with? remember. I saw it today that he was a game time decision. Yeah. So obviously, he's going to be back pretty mm-hmm. soon here. Uh, Luke, do you do you, do you have anything? I see you're on Pat um, Bev's profile right now. Yeah, it's just he's expected to play. Um, I mean, that was the oh, thing. Calf injury. Oh, okay. A calf injury. Right. You you definitely saw like with him not on the floor, it was. Oh, it, it caused some Pat problems. Has played 12 minutes tonight. Okay, yeah. there we so go. He's, so he's in there. Yeah, he's on a problem a bit, restriction. It seems. I mean, when they when they had to sub him out for Lou Will, you know, it's like defensively they definitely they definitely suffered. You know, Luca could attack him. And, yeah. So if he's not, if he doesn't come back full strength, or if something else happens, but. And with how we saw Jamal Murray play in that first round against no Utah, kidding. I mean, they need someone. When when Pat Bev is off the court. You have to throw either one of Landry Shamit, who is probably the best option off of the bench mm. to guard mm-hmm. him, even though he might be. How's his defense? I haven't. He's that much he's attention. all right. I mean, he okay. has length, right? Yeah. That's always a factor. Yeah. But I mean, Reggie Jackson is a non-factor, and Lou Will is a, if anything, a liability <laughs> on defense, yeah. right? So it's the price you pay. For... The double-edged sword of Lou Williams. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I. I, I don't I don't know I don't really see you there there isn't a world in this where even if Will Barton comes back where the Clippers lose this yeah. mm-hmm. I think the Nuggets just came out of a very hard fought series so like props to that Utah yep. great fight they put up Donovan Mitchell had one of the best series I've seen absolutely in a while yeah. period yeah, yeah. so. At least scoring wise, that would have been a devastating loss for either of them. Yeah, that totally. Was yeah, like Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell both oh. really made like some amazing cases for mm-hmm. bubble player of the of the of the yeah, first yeah. round, right? Yeah. So I don't know. There's there's a lot a lot in question 
for the Nuggets in this one. How do you guys see the Clippers adjusting to Nikola Jokic coming down on the other court? Because it's Zubac and Montrez Harrell being thrown at these guys, not Rudy Gobert. Yeah, and that's a big difference. Yeah, it's it's true. I think uh, I think they're gonna settle for for the Joker getting his own points and then just yeah. trusting that that they're going to give him enough trouble passing, you know, that they're going to disrupt everything else that cuz i mean he he had a great game too against the Jazz. He was well, he had 30 and 14 in game 7. Yeah, game like four. that was he, he had a really good i would say he just overall had a good series. Yeah. Obviously though, yeah. Gobert causes so many more oh, problems so than Evika Zubac and Montrez Harrell are going to do, right? And we're seeing Zubac play against Jokic and Zubac has really struggled uh, he did really struggle in that Mavericks series. He came mm, back a yeah. bit out of shape, but there aren't many big options on that Clippers roster. So I mean, I guess that, yeah, maybe that is one one weakness for the Clippers is, yeah. is they're maybe not as big as they could be yeah, at the and, five. But. And I'm not surprised that we're seeing Paul Millsap play a little bit more because I think the Clippers see that and they're taking advantage of it a little bit. Hmm. If they have that extra guy who's more dedicated to the wing, I think... Uh, and that's, sorry, the Denver Nuggets, if they have a couple, uh, that extra wing out there instead of Millsap, mm-hmm. I think the size the size thing and the amount of capable defenders on the Clippers yeah. side causes some real questions to be asked yeah. for that Nuggets team. Man, so. I don't know. I don't see him making it past five. I could, I could see a sweep, to be honest. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I don't I, think I don't think it'll be one, but I wouldn't be surprised if I I wouldn't be surprised if the Nuggets <laughs> steal one or two games. Yeah. You think two? I think I think they could steal a second. I think this Nuggets team is nothing to joke about. Yeah. For and I, and it so much depends on on Murray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously we haven't seen it as much this game, but Jeremy Grant, Tory Craig, Gary Harris I Gary really, Harris is fun. Yeah, he's yeah. been he was yeah. really good in the in that game seven. Yeah. Uh, as I was listening to another podcast today and they said maybe the best one for nine game we've ever seen. Because <laughs> he's just such a factor defensively, right? Totally. And uh, if he could shoot, that would change the scheme of the Nuggets. Mm. Yeah. So totally. much more because I mean this guy was a forty percent three shooter last year, was it? And I can't remember. this season just a bit of a nightmare offensively. Yeah, some yeah. clankers. Yeah, big time. Couple couple bricks in the oven. So, <laughs> I uh, I do like the the Jeremy Grant, Tory Craig, Gary Harris trio guarding, rotating among oh, Paul George sure. and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. That being said, it's not looking like it's helping much this game. It's yeah. a twenty five point game that yeah. we're watching right now. So when, sorry to our boy Sam Park. Yeah, big Nuggets guy. Is he a big Nuggets guy? He's a okay, huge Nuggets guy. Sorry, Sam. Yeah. Sorry, Sam. It ain't yeah. ain't meant to be. It ain't. It yeah, ain't. I I hope it goes long. I mean, they're a fun team to watch, and and I hope Jokic just goes off. Yeah. He's he's so fun. I love Jokic. Man. Oh, and yeah, we'll see. I because <clears throat> I can I can see Denver stealing at least one. Yeah. But I definitely think they're like too much, especially even on the wings when you've got that trio mm. uh, of Craig Harris and. And oh, I'm blanking. Craig Harris and Jeremy Grant. <laughs> Jeremy Grant. Yeah, thank you. Good. Yeah. Um, I think still the Clippers are too much there. Because um, whatever the Clippers don't have in size, they have in in just sheer defensive will. Yeah. Yeah. And offensive 
Will as well. Like they're the best like two way team. Yeah, I think effort level well. was questioned a lot in the regular season, but mm, they've yeah. definitely definitely tightened up a little bit in the playoffs. But I exactly expected that. Yeah, they haven't looked as, well. as good defensively as I thought they would. Though that's true. Yeah. Um, they're still like <laughs> conceding some pretty big, like some pretty big scores. Yeah. Mm. Um, against I mean we saw it against the Mavericks who are statistically the greatest Amazing. offense of all time. But even without wow. KP, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. they're still making it happen. Yeah, I mean, that's all up to Luka, right? Mm-hmm. So He was so yeah. good. Man. He was amazing. Oh. And that's a whole other podcast. Seriously. Can, I could talk about this yeah. guy forever. I'd but. go uh, Clippers in five. Clippers in five? How are you? Yeah, Clippers in five, for sure. Yeah. Okay, I'm going Clippers in six. I'm giving Denver uh, the benefit of the doubt. I like it. There's I a chance so. Will Barton comes back. I don't know what he's going to look like when he's back. Yeah. Uh, he has had a fair amount of injury problems in the yeah. past two, three years here, yeah. but I do, I do think this Nuggets team is still quite talented. Oh, for sure. We could see another game where where Jamal Murray just goes off. Totally, um, and they're experienced, man. Yeah, you know they they they've had time in the playoffs. They uh, they can get it done when they need to. Yeah, we saw them last year. They looked pretty good. So. Mm-hmm. I don't see a reason why they can't steal a game or two off yeah. this very talented Clippers team. Plus, so. if there's one team in the NBA that can really stretch out a playoff series, it's the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> it's true. Totally. We saw them do it. They came back from 3-1. Yeah. So, yeah. Before we head off here, mm. why don't we give a quick uh, who's going to win it all kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. So I, I I did say this earlier in the podcast. Yeah. I'm still riding with the Clippers. Yeah. Yeah. I I just I think they're the best, most well-rounded team. Mm. Yeah. Good show. I think the Lakers are going to give them a really good run in the Western Conference Final. Um, I think they are going to meet the Boston Celtics in the mm. final. Ooh. Hello. I'm here. Celtics. <laughs> I like final. it. Celtics over the Heat. Uh, Clippers, uh, Celtics. Yeah, I do. I would take okay. Celtics over the Heat. Okay. Yeah, I don't think. I think the Celtics match up pretty well yeah. against that that no, Heat team. You. So yeah, I take uh, Clippers. We'll say in six against okay. the Celtics. Yeah, we'll go to you, Luke. I go Clippers over Heat in five. Ooh. Easy now. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, if the Clippers get to the finals, I can see them just, just going straight to the yeah. end. I mean, you got that much, that much veteran talent on your team. Yeah. They could, uh, they could make it happen. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got Lakers in six. Okay. Yeah. Lakers over. I don't know, man. Um, yeah, Boston or, or Miami. Yeah, probably Boston. Yeah. Lakers over Boston six. Yeah. I'll do the shocking prediction. I'll be the Paul Pierce of this podcast. Nice. That would be really cool, though, yeah. seeing a Lakers-Celtics final. Yeah. Man. I'll say that. That's some reminiscence. That'd be so yeah. good. Yeah. Plus the Kobe and then Seriously. LeBron next. I Seriously. Oh, I wasn't even yeah. thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. That'd be pretty awesome. cool. I really hope that. would be really cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, I think that's going to wrap up mm-hmm. episode Mario Balotelli 45. Yeah, of the Marcel Sports Podcast. Peter, thank you for joining. Hey, we thanks for having me on, guys. On this was great. Yeah, love to have you on again. So Definitely. Yeah, enjoy the upcoming round that is upon us here. Definitely. And it's going to be good. Yeah, that is bye-bye for now from us here at the Marcel Sports Podcast.